I want to take a minute to tell everyone about the app that helps make this show possible. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Most importantly, it's free. I always got to lead with that. If you're new to podcasting and feel a little intimidated by the whole process, Anchor doesn't charge you a dime to set up an account, so it's a great app to use while you get your feet wet. You also don't have to be an audio engineer to produce your own show. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone, tablet, or computer. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in your bedroom, fit into your closet if you can, go into a garage. You don't always have to have a fancy studio to uh, make a podcast happen. You really just need something you're passionate about and a chance to click record. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Music, Spreaker, Overcast, and many other platforms. You don't have to go log into each account and submit an RSS feed. Anchor takes care of that for you. Not only is Anchor free, but you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I've been doing this show for 10 months and I've already been able to quit full time at my day job and just work part time. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one easy to use place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Remember, that's Anchor, 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 like from a boat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Cake and Conversation. Every uh, Tuesday evening when I get home from my day job, I get super nervous, really super excited, almost more excited and nervous compared to when I'm actually sitting down with people, people I've never met and recording with them. Uh, I feel like every week I'm improving. I feel, I'll probably say this every episode, but I'm more excited for today's conversation than I have been for any other. Justin and I go back almost 12 years and he was one of the first people who trained me when I started in the service industry when I was 18 years old. So it's his fault when your margarita is a little too sour or the beer mugs aren't cold. For the better part of the last decade though, Justin has created and ran his own production company named DBS Productions. And in a relatively short amount of time, he's built an impressive portfolio of work. And we talk a lot about his experience so far, recording documentaries, producing music videos, directing short films, amongst all of his other credentials. He's a classic wear multiple hats type of grinder and hustler. And if you need super quality help with videography and photography, Justin's as authentic as they come. This isn't my shout out segment either. This is still the intro. I don't really need to sell you this guy because he'll sell himself when you listen to our conversation. Around eight years ago, Justin and I worked together for a little bit at Papado Seafood Restaurant, one of the ones in Houston off of Richmond and Kirby. I recently got to meet up with him and his protege back at our Papado, and we were lucky enough to go record back in a little private wine dining room. We even got to see a couple of our old school work friends who managed to kind of take over the place near the top since we've left. So it was a shout out to Jessica and Sylvia. They treated us really great. It was awesome seeing them again. Everything about the whole experience was fun. I hadn't seen Justin in a while. He's really busy all the time. It's kind of hard to track him down right now. Also, uh, we didn't do dessert. <laughs> For one, I've had enough cheesecake in the last few weeks, like last, last me a whole lifetime. People apparently love that stuff. It's almost unoriginal. Also for two, it was a happy hour and Justin ordered a feast. He had like a calamari, there was fondue, 
oysters, catfish beignets. I think there was a spinach dip too. Can't totally remember. Um, yeah, it was happy hour, but before you ask, I didn't drink. Still five weeks solid on that. Uh, but yeah, it's called Cake Conversation, and two out of the first three episodes, there hasn't been any cake. But guess what? It's my show. Trust me, I've recorded a few of these things that haven't came out yet. There's plenty of cheesecake and dessert, so... Thinking about it kind of makes me miss Eddie's Lemon Bars from last week's episode, matter of fact. But I don't have to hope. I know you'll find this conversation with Justin to be interesting. He's got a really positive and realistic outlook on life. For a lot of people, those words don't mix. Uh, for Justin, they do. So I hope you guys enjoy. Timer. Timer, effort, so whatever you're doing, you'll become the best at it. If you want to be a Walmart manager, go be a car pusher and just stay dedicated, stay focused on being the best car pusher, and then you'll be the produce manager, and then eventually you'll be the head of Walmart. It doesn't matter what you do. As long as you stay dedicated, you'll be successful at it. Yep. So you wouldn't limit yourself to just director, though, right? No, man. I think that uh, director is something that unless you go to school and you're like, I'm going to be a director, then you have internships and you have a lot of, a lot of hands-on doing little roles on sets, then you, you naturally learn to be a director over the course of being a videographer several years in or several hours of experience in, and then you know how to direct people, you know how to direct crew, you know how to manage a set, and then suddenly you're a director. And then people are working for you, and you're like, oh, this is really what I'm doing. Like, you need to do this, you need to do that. And so you just mature into the role. And you've been doing this for a couple years. Um, where did you kind of get the, what started getting the ball rolling? Where you, you get leads for recording somebody's music video or doing a commercial for somebody or? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when, when you first, when you first start, when I first started, it was because I didn't want to be a waiter anymore. Like I right. couldn't, you know, what's the, they say when it, when, when your wants become musts, then things will really change. You know, I want to quit my job. I want to do something with myself. When you finally, you look around and you're like, I can't wait tables anymore. I can't just do this. This it's, it's people's, it's their charity, whatever they gift me with after each table. Like once your wants become a must, then you start going after it. And so for me, when I first started, I took any job I could get, word of mouth, whatever I could find on Craigslist, hopefully references. They say, you know, get family and friends. But, um, you know, any you know, you piecemeal it all and then you, you just, you go, you know, day after day getting these jobs. I mean, I don't know, man. That's that's how you start. Just as any anything and everything you get your hands on. From what I've learned from just doing this a couple of weeks, it's word of mouth. You meet somebody on a random day. They know somebody else they put you in touch with, and then it leads down a whole other avenue. And it's like, oh, I got this break. I got this opportunity. What I'm looking to do with this, you know, you get the word out. I'll see a sh somebody will share their cousin's video on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, and I'll check check the link, get to know that person. They're actually doing something. You know, I just want to sit down and talk to random people just because they got to show some hustle. I need to prove, you know, a couple of music videos on YouTube or they've done shows around town or they've been to art studios and had their art displayed. Um, so let's see, you get to travel around a lot, right? Always on the road. But uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I hear what you're saying on that. And that, um, that's a big part of it too, is that you, you have to, you have to build a reputation that will precede you, whether it's one person that had a good experience working with you, or whether it's somebody who reviewed one of your samples, one of your shows, or one of your photos or something, you have to. You, 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 you know, all, all success is predicated on the work that you do. You know, you kind of, you can, the people at the top are sitting there comfortably generally because they have a mountain 
of work underneath them that's keeping them afloat that anybody can reference back and say, oh, that was the person that did this, that quality production, that was them. You know, how do I get in contact with them? And so it's very much every single one matters. You really have to treat it with importance because you never know what door it's going to unlock. What was your first baby that took off where this project happened and all of a sudden you saw a distinct change, like a before and after, like, oh, this is really something I can do full time. I don't have to serve anymore. There was there's there's definitely, um, you know, when you look back on it, there's major projects that you're like, this is going to be this is going to be the one that, that, that brings in the ship. And it's never like that. You know, it, it's I mean, there's a lot of projects that I can look back on, but there's not you know, there's the movie that I was in that got me a little bit of reputation. People calling me. There was um, the TV show that I was lead editor on. What was the name of the movie? And then the TV show The movie was called Spent. Um, it was a it was a Davis Guggenheim documentary. And so it, it got a lot of press. You know, it was a big deal. And then the TV show was um, uh, co-parenting with the Sperlings. And that was on um, the CW. And so that was my that was my first foray into television. And that was, you know, a big deal then. And so everything is the biggest deal when you get it. And then, you know, tomorrow comes and you've got to go on to the next big project. Trying to get so, bigger and bigger. And so, you know, with that, I think the the biggest deal has been like like that, building the reputation. I've done so much work with musicians and local businesses that, um, you know, the the DBS is, is ubiquitous for a lot of people around here with quality media production. And that's not to toot my own horn. That's just to say that the there's not one thing that stands out. It's that, wow, I've done a lot of different jobs in order to build this reputation. Versatile. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody says, Hey, I need a qualified producer. You're like, I can do it. I need a qualified marketing guy. I can do that too. Right. You just figure it out as you go. I think there's a lot of showmanship and hustle that comes along with you. You can't just be talented in your craft. You know, you can be a talented artist, but you need somebody to to give you a check. You need somebody to pay you for what you're doing, or you need to have the ability to go get your own money for what you're doing. And so there's not, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into it. it it's it's being able to be a master of your craft and also a master of the craft of business or of uh, negotiation or you know all these all the nuance that goes into to being good and then able to sell yourself as well. Right. So I see you um you got your buddy helping you out. What's his name again? This is Nick. This is Nick. Say hi Nick. Hello. Um you just put like an assistant or helps out with the data. Yeah, Nick Nick's uh you know, he's he's an assistant now, but he's quickly gonna be in, in a, a supervisory type of role. Right, get that label off right away. You know, right away, yeah. right away. Because it, it's the amount of work on a daily basis that we do, it's we do travel a lot, travel constantly, you know, always in a different city, always around this state. <clears throat> um, you know, it's constantly meetings, it's it's really hectic. It's really diverse. You know, you've got to, you know, to be, to work side by side with me, you have to be a graphic designer. You've got to be a photographer. You got to be a videographer. You got to be a cinematographer. You have to, you know, have the creative mind for writing copy. You've got to be able to have the creative eye for envisioning shots or logos or whatever. And so, you know, you don't want to trivialize somebody who fits that role by saying an assistant. assistant. You right. want to be like, this guy, is, he's more of an apprentice, I yeah. guess. You, know? you got to show the proper respect. <laughs> exactly, man, because you can't do this type of thing alone. You I have mean, to have a good team. That's what I'm starting to figure out the more and more I do this over the last couple of weeks. Right now, I'm my own, because I'm not big on social media, but I had to start like a Twitter account just for this or an Instagram, and I don't have them live yet. But it's just, it's a, there's always something else to do, whether it's finding somebody else that I want to get in contact with 
or spread the word out, spam everybody else's social media right. with my shit. I hate doing that too. That's but the worst that's, part. But those are, that's, you know, that's like I say, the nuance of it all. After all these years in the business, you know, you said a couple years, it's been actually about seven years now. Since you quit serving full time? Yeah, seven years? it's well, going on eight years now I quit serving full time, seven years that I've been in business. Okay. And so, um, you know, the, the nuance of it all, learning all that, you know, what, what marketing tool works online? What social media tactic is best? When's the best time to post? How do you get the most exposure? Is it good to do an email blast or is it too intrusive? Should I individually text these people? <laughs> That's what Should I do. I, you know, so it, there's so much, there's so many little intricacies to learn. And um, I don't know, man, you never like hit a plateau where you're like, I got it. You suddenly look around and you're like, shit's running pretty good. I must be doing things right. right. And so you have some moments to reflect and say, okay, this was the right move. This was the right move. And because, you know, as you go, you want your process machine. You want everything to just be falling better and better because you have to, again, it's all predicated on the the quality and amount of work that you do. So you've got to beware, you know, how the the ship's running and what you can can fix. Right. And it's not always positive. It's not always praise. So what's some like constructive criticism that you've taken to heart? Man. Um, it's, it's not always praise. <laughs> you don't want it to be. I always say like, you want to have haters and then, you know, you're a little successful when somebody's hating on what you're doing well, or trying to bring you down. There's, there's a difference. You know, if, if, if you do things properly and you have a good upbringing, you will go to school and you'll form, you'll go to college and you'll formulate a business plan and you'll get the proper funding. And a lot of the, um, pressures won't be on you, but if you start with very little, capital you start with very little formal education then there's all this pressures there's a lot more pressure for you in your own mind about how are people viewing me how do i look you know do i look like a legitimate business because in my mind comparing to others i don't feel like it and so there's i think it's just the overall pressure of feeling like if i'm not the best then i'm inadequate and so you you constantly you you just have it in the back of your mind like somebody's doing something better than me so i've got to i've got to you know, you got to be in a battle with yourself from yesterday. Every single thing you put out, critique it and realize that it was garbage. And then next day you try to do it better right. and better and better. And every once in a while you look back and be like, that wasn't garbage. Good. I was critical of it. Now my stuff's even better, you know? Yeah. But um, in terms of like direct criticism or direct, um, I did an event where this guy, some some big money maker, you know, he, he advises people on how to invest in hedge funds. He's wh- How he made his money, he started a... Um, uh, heavy equipment business, buying and selling heavy equipment. And in, in like 10 years, they were worth like a hundred million. Now he's worth a billion. Now he's just, he's, he does these conferences where he teaches people how to get rich. And I asked him afterwards, I was like, I've, I've been in business for like three or four years. And I'm like, I'm doing this and that. I've hit a hundred once for the last two, you know, my second year and the last two years have been you know, kind of stagnant and this and that. And he, he said, the first thing I would ask you is, are you sure you're in the right business? And, um, you know, with some indignance, I was like, of course I am, you know, but it always really stuck with me that, um, you know, just like when we first started talking, I said, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you stay dedicated to it, because I, I just take a different approach than him. I don't care what business you chose, stay in it, even if you don't feel like you're right in it. Like that was one that always stuck with me. Am I in the right business? Whatever business I chose is the right business. If I'm not successful, I'm not doing it right. Right. You know what I mean? You got to find the formula to do it right. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I always say. Repetition was father or mother of learning. You got it. Yeah. got it, man. Well, and they say, you know, uh, I don't know how many hours, whatever thousands of hours at a specific discipline. And they 10, say you're a master at it. So, you know, I guess after that number of years, you you are to that point And it's, uh, 
like I say, you're just kind of in your stride. And so you, you have more reflective time to say, okay, this is working. This isn't working, but that's where we are with Nick. Now we got, you know, we're growing, we got Nick here and uh, I'm moving into that role more of, of watching the whole piece instead of doing every single little thing myself, you know? What's the, you got a big project on deck right now that you're working on one in particular, or get your fingers in all kinds of pots. Um, we've, you know, we've always got lots of stuff happening, man. Um, I wouldn't even know where to begin. We've got a short film, uh, it should have already been out. We're going to shoot some more scenes. Um, the, the subject of that film, he's a musician from, uh, from the UK and he's, he's just now getting his visa straight and stuff. So he's going to be back in January. We're going to shoot some more scenes with that. That'll be our first full length, um, film that TBS puts out independently. So that's a big one. Um, you know, just a lot of cool travel coming up. We'll be in the Dominican Republic in a couple months. We'll be back in Vegas in a couple months working with, uh, some, some custom car makers, um, you know, we just just came back from Dallas doing some stuff with the Dallas Cowboys and um, Gas Monkey Garage. So like promo work or. Um, yeah, something like that. Some, you know, there was a lot of different companies involved, Black and Decker and, and a company called RSM. But um, yeah, I won't even get in the nuts and bolts of it. But we've, right. we've got a lot of stuff on deck for the new year. We've got a big project that we intend to launch. Um, one of the acts that we work with primarily is King Baby Familia, which is they're they're huge. uh hip-hop reggae act out of the houston area they've been touring a lot we've got uh they're going on tour opening for head p um in march so there's a you know there's just a lot going on man um it'll definitely be a lot of investment in 2020 but hopefully a lot of exciting opportunity right going back to that the project you say you're with the uk musician yeah. musician correct yeah that's your baby 100 like your first production oh, so yeah, we're talking so, writing so the first one that's actually going to get released yeah you know we've, we've right. had some, <laughs> several projects that we put a lot into that are shelved some are very cool there was a uh, as you know a cartoon project at the very beginning yes. um, i was just showing this guy the other day and i was watching some of the original sound uh sound tests and stuff and it really has a lot of promise but there's it, still something it's going to take that. a lot of investment so there's things we'll go back to but um this this movie Johnny Tristram, uh, it's called Smile. Um, it's about this singer songwriter from the UK. He's you know he's he's just he's freewheeling Bob Dylan. This guy just travels the world with this this vibe and this message. Um, and so I spent a good amount of time on him with the road or with him on the road um, about a year and a half ago. We did like fourteen cities in a couple of weeks all across the U.S. Um, and now he's going to come back and we'll get some supplemental footage. And the film is just basically about music. Um, how it transcends barriers, languages, cultures, and what what is it about that music uh, that that does that? So it draws people in, can get people to relate exactly, to it. Exactly. So that's that's what we got. You get all the behind the scenes, behind the scenes access, and everything, huh? All the paths you can go. Yeah, man. Um, that's that's something that I think we probably we probably don't appreciate as much as we should. We go a lot of cool places. Take it for granted, and, almost. Because yeah, because you know we're. We get to a place and we're supposed to be there. We got to, okay, where's my past? Where's this and that? Hey, I'm in. All right, great. Now we're in here. Let's get our cameras. In. So you don't always have time to appreciate where you're at. Right. It's exactly. a tunnel vision. Even yeah. like on this, at this moment in a small scale, uh, we're recording in a Papa dough that me and Justin <laughs> both used to work at like yeah. eight, 10 years ago. And we're back in the wine room, but we just walk in off the streets today. I didn't call ahead, didn't plan anything with Papa dough specifically and saw some people that we used to work with management and like, Hey, can we go back in the wine room and shut the doors for a little bit? You know, and they were totally cool with it, but you can't take something like that for granted. Just, I was recording with like another guy the other day. Um, he's on my second episode and we got to go into a club, you know, same like what you're saying. We got to go to a club when it was off hours, the promoter let, or the owner of the club, let us come in, sit down, record. And it's cool things like that where, right. Yeah. 
yeah, you 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 get you get kind of jaded to that stuff, and you know it's it it it's humbling. That's the big thing about it is you got to stay humble. Like uh, you know, being back here right now is certainly nostalgic, and you know, just thinking, wow, you know, this was this was one of my last stops in employment before I. I, you know, I'm in a whole new life for the last, you know, half a decade. And so, you you know, you get so detached from who you were and how you lived and coming back. You're like, wow, you know, it's it's humbling to say I've seen some opportunity and I've, I've you know, in my opinion, knocked it out of the fucking park. Taking advantage. And, and you're so, self-made, by the way. You've done this all yourself. Like yeah. grassroots, a word I use a lot <laughs> for this podcast is grassroots. It's very raw. You know, there's like you said, you might not have no capital behind you. Right. Funding you or whatever. Right. You're doing it all on your own. You're taking a camera out. You're making the contacts. Right. You're doing the footwork. Right. And there's a lot to say, like being self-built. I think I think um, I don't know if there's such a thing as self-made. Right. There's there's will and determination. And that's but, but what I mean by that is by you, 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 you have the will and determination. You have whatever you want to accomplish. And self-made, I think, implies that you scoffed at any help. You never needed a hand, you know, self made means you recognize your opportunities and you take any, any, you know, blessings graciously and you use them to the the maximum extent that they can be used. And so I wouldn't say self made, but, you know, I certainly, I certainly came up with the plan. (laughs) It's a hustle. It's a hustle. It's a legal hustle. (laughs) People think hustling or some of that word has a connotation like, oh, you're hustling or you're in the streets, you're doing this, that gets a negative vibe, but you can hustle the right way too. (laughs) Well, there's a difference between hustling and being a hustler. Yeah, you know, yeah, know, for it, sure. A big difference, man. And uh, I think it, it definitely gets misconstrued, but it's it's all a grind, you know, and not a grind in a bad way. It's like I say, that machine, that machine grinding. What are what are you operating? What's your system and how do you output? How do you become successful? Whatever you're doing, treat it kind of like a business, even if it's your family life. You know, you're going to have some checks and balances there. You're going to say, what's working? Are people happy? Is there a good flow here? Is there, are we productive in our lives based off of what we're doing? Here? You know, whatever you're doing, you're going to see what's working and what's not. So, yeah, you have to apply that same thing to when you're working for yourself or, or you're trying to establish an artistic craft. You have to do it relentlessly. You just have to remember who you are and who you want to be. And I think that's the yeah. That's that's a golden ticket, man. <laughs> you're a pro. You're a pro at these interviews. Huh? You've had other little media access where people are interviewing you, obviously before. To yeah, I've, stuff. I've done. I've very done, comfortable for sure. I've done quite a bit of uh, media, a lot of press stuff. But that's that's the that's the nature of it. You know, you've got to build a reputation. I'm I'm up for an award right now, the um, the SLM Awards uh, for best local director. So that would be really great to win and. Really, honestly, not even necessarily for myself, but for the reputation of me and DBS as a respected media entity within the city. So, you know, if, if eyes come here from another city um, or interest comes here from another city, I'm somebody that they look at or we're somebody to look at because I want them to be. We want bigger media projects to come to Houston. And I know that we can give them the care and make a great product if somebody gives us that opportunity. Something so, to put on your resume. You got it. You yeah, know, it's just, winning. Where can people go vote? And how long is it? How long do they have to vote before the awards announced? That's something I wish I had, had prepared. Oh no, that's cool. It's uh, uh, we'll definitely put it in post. It's support anything. local music. Um, SLM SLM dot buzz. I think is what okay. it was. SLM dot buzz. I'll definitely have the link posted when I cool, post this episode. Cool. And yeah, we'll talk about um, it in my closing segment. I guess we'll we'll get the link up on dbsphotovideo.com. Um, so I can shamelessly ask people to come. Yeah, vote, <laughs> nothing <laughs> wrong with shameless, man. Um, but no, yeah, that's uh, that's that's where we're at, man. A lot of things in 2020. Hopefully, we can knock out a couple of awards and then take a couple weeks off 
for the holiday season. It'd be a good wrap up to a good year. What's the What's the website? What's the website people can go to if we want to book you or somebody wants to find yeah, you and get in um, contact? You know, dbsphotovideo.com on Instagram or Facebook uh, at dbsphotovideo. Um, email you want to give out? Email, or yeah, dbsphotovideo at gmail.com. Uh, I learned a long time ago not to waste the little the little nickels and dimes on personalized emails and yeah. all these. Little, I learned Gmail a long time works. ago that that you know it's just as efficient. Well, you, you're not going to get blocked in a spam filter through Gmail either. <laughs> yeah, that's something you might see with your own dot com. So man, True. I know those ins and outs. <laughs> well, we can sit there and I uh, try to keep these in fifteen to twenty minutes. Me and you could talk another six hours, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and cut it off here. It's been great hanging yeah. out. Let's get yeah. some food now, though. Yeah, absolutely, right? that sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Man. Hell yeah. <laughs>so this is where i would normally do the little like local shout out or kind of like a free advertisement i know in my first episode i had one for my buddy dj's podcast and last episode i had one for thirsty's club thirsty since they let us record that episode there um this week i'm not gonna do a shout out for papado because they're already successful so <laughs> fuck it i'm gonna do use this time to give you guys a chance to get in contact with me and maybe in a future episode, I can do a little shout out or ad plug for like a local Houston area business, give them free ad space. Maybe we can work something out. I don't know. But yeah, I have about 30 seconds to a minute, minute and 15 seconds that I can kind of play with if I want and talk about, you know, promote something. So yeah, reach out to me. Let me know if you're interested and maybe we can work something out. Since you've made it this far to the closing segment of this week's episode of Cake and Conversation, I just want to say thank you again. All the support's great. Always have a lot of fun. Hanging out with Justin was a blast. We always just hit it off. Me and him, he's definitely, matter of fact, uh, he's going to for sure be my first two-time guest. He'll be the first person that I bring on for a second time. I could talk to him once a month and we would fill plenty of content. He's a really interesting guy. I kind of have to talk him into doing one of these actually he needs to do his own podcast he'd be great at it very creative person um, yeah like i always say i love this closing segment this is the one i do live right before i publish it and i do this one no script i just like to talk this one will have a little more emotion a little more passion to it really off the cuff yeah i'm excited about next week's episode too i have like the next four the next four tuesdays all planned out pretty much set in stone i know who's going to be on them and it's a lot of fun. I'm pretty excited. This is going a lot better than I expected from the beginning. <laughs> For sure, I'm a lot more comfortable now. I'm sure you guys can tell. But yeah, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. All right, have a... Well, next Tuesday will be Christmas Eve. That should be fun. So yeah, happy holidays. Enjoy hanging out with family. People not being in school. Try not to work too hard. Don't beat anybody up shopping. Everybody shops online anyway. Yeah, y'all take care.